0: Was a giant conspiracy. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yes, they would always be on sale. <laughs> Small liquor. You could get them for like 80 cents <laughs> and be totally comatose in about a, an hour. <laughs> wow. Well, what would drive a person to do such a thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Parasite>. <laughs> yeah, so
1: what would drive a person
0: Is this part of a quiz?
1: It, it's a kind of uh it's a kind of uh living uh yeah a living quiz because the idea that you did it would be a very convic- convincing case in your head to convict you yes yeah? The idea that you were the doer of all this insane shit that happened through you could pretty much—it would be like a lifetime cocoon you'd be stuck in, yeah. So there's a very strong belief. I just went off. I doesn't. If you're new here, just uh, yeah, <laughs> get in line. The parade is going by. Just make it till you make <laughs> it get into it, but but. Really, when you saw, when you would have those moments of coming to with all your act, actions out there under the influence, uh, you didn't want to be, you didn't want to come to because you were convicted, yeah? You'd just done some really stupid shit, haven't you? Really. And confronted with the idea that you're the absolute doer of whatever happens through you it's not a winning hand. And so for me, uh, coming up to the surface and seeing the light of that wanted me to dive deeper into oblivion, literally. Yeah, because there didn't seem to be any relief possible, so fuck it. So that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body was really seemingly hopeless in my case. Until I got some hope, by going to that first meeting. And the hope that I received allowed me to feel how hopeless I was. And then, <laughs> well, literally, because I wasn't allowed to feel how hopeless I was when I was truly hopeless. My head, we refused to let that come in or sink in. So we avoided it at all costs. And there was, those costs were high, very high. And it's not unusual, obviously. I see thousands of me after I got sober. Thousands of me. In my own family and everywhere else. And it's truly, once you recognize alcoholism, most of the time when you meet an active alcoholic, you meet alcoholism. You don't meet the person. Yeah, And they sound like every other fucking alcoholic that you've met. And it gets to be sort of a the evidence just piles up. And hopefully, hopefully, one day, sooner or later, you will feel just like you feel about the higher power doing for you what you can't do for yourself. You will see that the lower power was doing through you what you wouldn't do by yourself. Yeah, to be very clear about that. Just as the higher power and its effects bring about gratitude and honor, that lower power needs accountability. Yeah. We can't, we, can't, we can't keep carrying its load that just produced lifetime, lifetime-lasting guilt and shame for some of the shenanigans it drove us to. And it says that in the book quite a lot. You're driven by a hundred forms of this fucking parasite. You're, you're living under a self-imposed crisis, you know, where something other than you is imposing the calamity on you. Yet, when you talk to people in this trance of identification as self, they think they're, they're their own worst enemy, or they hate themselves. That's incredible. You know, if you're here and basically going to be here until you pass away and how you are seen is uh, as from you, you see you as your own worst enemy. That's not a that's not a winning hand, so to speak. Yes, that's not a winning formula. Yeah. All right. First and foremost, I hate myself. Well, second, I'm my own worst enemy. I mean, geez. third give me a drink or something you know I mean it's just uh I mean what can drive you against all evidence to the contrary what can drive you back out yeah I believe there's something foreign that's in us that's living as us yeah you know? and it has a parasitical tendency. It doesn't seem to have a life, but it gets a life through us, yeah? And it rides us pretty heavy and pretty hard, but its own hostility is camouflaged by our sense of being the doer of all of its manifestations, yeah? I feel it would be nice to wake up from this horrible dream, yeah? because you're not it. And if you read the book with this simple invitation this will we will lend you the pair of glasses never return them we'll lend you the glasses every tuesdays and thursdays every freaking day every i would do it every day if it was set up that way i we will lend you the glasses you don't have to return them but please please see that which has defeated you is not you or the defeat will continue it will why? Because that's its nature. Just like the nature of a snake, is, let's say, is the bite. No matter how well you treat the snake, that nature is going to bite you in the ass sooner or later. Yeah? All these people who think they're great lion tamers, it's only a finite condition. And then the lion rips their fucking head off. Yeah? And what, what's, how is it explained? It's a lion. Yeah. <laughs> that's the simple thing. So see the nature of what has defeated you, and maybe see it as not your nature, and there you go. Any life run on self-will will will not be a description of yours, yeah? And therefore, you won't have to expect the the result of that, which is an unsuccessful life. No. You'll have a possibility, which will actually be galvanized with faith, because this thing works, yeah? The relief from the bondage of self works. You get relief from the bondage of self. Yeah, And then then without the self being the dominant theme in your life, there can be other themes that can take over. Yes? But when that self-bondage is the dominant theme, it is the elephant in whatever room you go to. Yeah? I don't care how beautifully furnished it is or how bare it is. The elephant is sucking up all the space of that room, yeah? So if you are a real addict and a real alcoholic, and no one can tell you that, you need to find out yourself. But if you are, you're fucked, yeah? You're here, you are. Unless some magical miracle happens, and maybe that can, but there's a better chance if you just entertain a new design for living, a new way of life, yeah? It may not have the glorious moment on the cliff, and all the sun breaks out, and all your past girlfriends forgive you, and all your future girlfriends adore you. It may not have that incredible production, but you'll have a daily reprieve. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. And now, in this, in the in in the books of my life. In the calculations of my life, the dominant condition has been sobriety, mind-boggling. Yeah. It's been the dominant condition. The other thing looks like it almost like it never fucking happened. The problem does not exist for me. That's incredible. This is not unusual. Yeah. Yeah. But, But the problem wants to keep existing as you. Yes. So you're always going to live in the fear and the anxiety that it may come back. Yes. That's true. It may come back. But we're taught to live as if that's not true. For that daily reprieve to fucking enjoy the relief instead of being weighed down by maybe its future occupation. Yeah. Enjoy the freedom while we're in the freedom, which is this present moment. And I'll tell you, to me, that's the greatest guarantee for another moment of freedom, yeah, is the enjoying and the honoring of it Mm -hmm. instead of sitting in it and using the time it's given us to worry about something that's fucking not happening. To me, the bondage of self is is the incarceration of time. We get incarcerated by the past and the future, and we're not free now even though the possibility of being for free now is always only in the now. Yeah. So the problem resides in the head. The head is where it dictates its playing God to you, and the head is where you're defeated, basically. Get into the habit of being sober. A haber is an action without thought. You cut out the problem concerning your sobriety. Yes. So I do not think about going to an AA meeting. I think which one I'm in the habit of being sober. Yeah. Yeah. It would take effort not to be sober. And I'm not, I'm a slacker at heart. Yeah. The easiest, softer way. It would take a lot of work for me to get loaded right now. It was, it takes no work for me to stay sober. <laughs> Habits win the day habits win the day yeah so take suggestions get your externals down those suggestions turn into habits now your insurance policy is paid up yeah you can you can ex- enjoy the the freedom from the bondage of self yeah and then maybe you'll probably be inclined to be available to others who suffer from the same calamity and to practice these principles in all your affairs. And if you can't, you -hmm. probably will, if you just stick with it, yeah? I've had shit that I thought would never come back, come back. I have. I have things that I thought I was just gonna have to give up a lot of shit because that when I was involved in those affairs, this shit would come up. And after 11 years of still living under that bondage, it broke, yeah? The program gave me the the condition or the basis for that fucking long long-term mental emotional groove to run out, and it was greeted by me being sober when it ran out. Yes? And so now, for the last twenty six years, though twenty four years, I has been pretty much free from that thing that really was a dark cloud o- over all my significant relations. Yes, always, yeah. Never knew when it was going to act out, but when it did, it blew a pretty big storm. Bammo. Changed over time. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's why that says, don't leave before the miracle. Yeah. Trust the process. It's not hard to trust the process. It works. The hard thing of trusting what doesn't work all fucking day. To me, that's the difficulty. AA works, as we know if you come in and do what we do, you're going to get what we get. It just works. So there's no, oh, I have to build up faith. You'll build up faith because it works. Yeah. You have to see the insanity of the faith in that which doesn't work. You have to realize that your faith is being directed by the parasite to the problem. Yeah. And at that point, your faith is producing a condition that you call, I'm my own worst enemy. That's in freaking insane. Yeah, I hate myself. That's insane. Do you think you're going to have a sunny disposition during the day if you hate yourself and you own your worst enemy? Probably not. You know, if you're not dealing with it, here you're gonna be fucking acting out on others. They're gonna have to carry the weight of your terrible fucking uh, disappointment, and then just just be a, a nasty character. Yeah, if I'm gonna go down, I'm taking everyone with me. <laughs> just a strange fucking attitude. You, anybody shares their great joy, you hate it because yeah, you, know, you feel like you've been you're being deprived. What an insane condition. Yeah. See, if if you could see it as other than you, you would throw it off you. You would. It knows this. The parasite of alcoholism knows its nature, that it is incredibly hostile to the host it wants to take over. It knows it. And it has a great strategy. It convinces the host that it's the parasite. So now you live as the problem, not with the problem. You live as it, that's insane. And you'll actually argue for for it to be right. Have you ever walked into a meeting and like 40, 80% of the people are like this, hold on, sitting like this, fucking completely shut down. You You're sharing there and you actually stop and go, Hey, can we get a nurse and check everyone's pulse? You all look fucking dead. It's like no aliveness. We've been saved from a terrible situation. like this fucking incredible. Yes we're we're fucking, you know, nominating the parasite to run the fucking meeting. All right. It's all we're just gonna blame everyone we possibly can. Feel like we're right. Drink some terrible coffee and hate every minute I'm in there. Have you ever gone to a meeting where it's the problem talking about the problem? I was all right with that because I grew up in America at our meetings. I went to Australia. They were an hour and a half. It was unbearable. So Every person talking about the problem as the problem. It was fucking too much. Yeah. So we started a meeting that was only an hour in Australia. (laughs) There is a solution. If it's working perfectly for you, great. If it isn't, maybe look at the problem. Maybe the problem is the act of being identified as the problem. If the solution's working great for you, hallelujah. This is not an attack on that. It's not a a substitute. It's just recognizing something that's laid out in the book. Yes? Self is what has defeated us. Okay? I'm a clear believer in that. And I see self as foreign to me. Yeah? And when I saw self as foreign to me, the possibility of being free from it became available. Wow. Was the possibility to be free from it available? Yes, but not to me, because I was in the act of being identified as self. Hallelujah. Saw that, the possibility of truly being free from it became tactile. I sensed it. I felt it. And so it has happened. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are, throwing it out there. If you know you you're living in eternal kumbaya, great. Just keep on doing whatever's going on. But something's happening. You're getting suspicious. You're thinking, who the hell would ever choose to do most of the shit I did when I was out there? And maybe you're getting the sense that, hey, I was driven by something. Something did impose itself on me. I made decisions based on something else in my life that set off all these trains of circumstances that did not bring me much fortune, mostly misfortune. And I didn't feel like I deserved it because, in fact, I didn't actually do it. Yeah? So here we are. Take it out. Look at page 64. We did not edit the book. We did not slip in a special sentence that changes the meaning of everything. It's in there. The first edition to the fourth edition, it's in there. Being convinced. That's that's an important statement in recovery. As you know, it applies to the first step. Very important. Being convinced. Self. (laughs) Self. What? Being convinced we have defeated us. No, it says being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Yeah. We will now look at its common manifestations. Resentment is the first one. So resentment is a manifestation of self in our life. Our life is not self's life unless it is to you. Yeah. If you've been taken over by self, then your life and self's life is very difficult to see where one starts and where one ends, yeah? But if you do the inventory with this theme and you look at the fourth column and you look at your role in things, you're going to see self's role in things, yeah? And it has a pretty fucking big role. How can I recognize it? Well, how about (laughs) self-seeking? selfishness, self-seeking and frightened, uh, inconsiderate and dishonest. I would say inconsiderate and dishonest are examples of selfishness and self-seeking and frightened. So it's written in the whole description of the problem. Self, probably the most used word in the big book. The first 164 pages, I bet your self is up there. They're constantly inferring to this thing. We make decisions based on it. It sets off all this shit. We're imposed by it. We're driven by hundreds forms of it. Yes, it's not us. <laughs> Why do you keep calling the resentment yours? If I hear another person talk about fear as theirs, I'm going to throw up, literally. I'm so fucking sick and tired of it. My, 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 fear, it's not your fear. It's fear being produced by a point of view or a way of looking at life called self-centeredness. Yes? And that basically the fear is such a misnomer. It's truly mental anxiety because most of us are not in the survival stage. We're in the living stage. You have a a fucking, unless you stole this, you know, Mac Pro or iPad, you have an iPad, you can get on Zoom, you look like you're inside, most of you, some looks more cozy than others, you're wearing some insulated jackets, everything seems to be taken care of for your survival, but what about the living? Are you living in the freedom from the bondage of self, or are you living in the bondage of self? Hmm. If that which is playing God is still playing God, yeah. there you go. And it's going to keep playing God. You have to see it's not you. That's the point. Are you going to stop playing God? We've gone this over for 25 years. Just look at it. Tell me if this is wrong. That which is playing God, what is that? Let's give it an example. You wake up in the morning and your head tells you how the day is going to be. That's playing God. Yes. Tells you it's going to suck or whatever. That's playing God. Obviously, you haven't lived the day yet. You haven't even gotten up. It's already told you it's going to suck. Yeah. That's playing God. There's lots of other way it's doing it, but playing God. And then it says in our our way of life, first, even more important than the third step principle, first, you got to quit playing God. Wow. Okay. Unbeknownst to me, what I'm listening to is playing God, and I think it's me. Yes. So now me, that which is playing God, tries to quit playing God. Isn't that playing God? How? When can that which is playing God be successful in quitting playing God? It would be playing God, yeah, ad infinitum. So this is not trying to stop playing God. It's seeing that which is playing God is not you. I want to be very clear about this. We do not have a super elixir that will allow you to stop playing God. No, you're not that which is playing God. And if it's not you that's playing God and not the God that's playing you, you're going to lose interest. Yeah? And that interest is going to go somewhere else. And I hope with this pointer and this directed change called the program of recovery, that interest is going to be directed at the infinite. Yes? And now faith will produce miracles instead of faith producing hell. Yeah? It's the same faith faith in self, faith in the infinite. The program will will allow a change of direction to the interest and it will move away. Just on page 63, the whole program pivots on one condition, losing interest in self. Says it right there, losing interest in self you will now gain interest in what you can contribute to life, gain interest in other people. All this shit starts happening. A new conscious presence is felt, power comes in, all premised on losing interest in self. Yeah. Everything pivots on that. And it says, and your little plans and designs. Now, have self in you ever seen your plans as little, And designs as little? Probably not. They've been seen as big plans and big designs. But in fact, they're little plans and little designs. So perhaps there's a better way. Get clear about the problem, and then the solution will really open up. It can really, really open up. But if you keep looking at the solution from the problem, that's a fucking problem. It is. That is a problem. So, oh, you got it. Great. Hallelujah.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, it's something else. Hey, we just got good news. A solution to an imaginary problem. <laughs> All right. So thank you. I'm sorry we didn't have the beginning, but whatever. Yes. I've been on this point. Hold on one second. I've been on this point for so long because I truly believe if you don't see it, you're looking from its effects. I got that, that download once, and it's never changed over the years. I just humbly believe if you don't see you're taking over, you're going to be living from that takeover. Yeah. And you know, we're going to run into a lot of frustration, concerning self can't get out of self. You are. You will think that I had a... I believe that if I had a sufficient enough peak experience, everything would change. That probably won't work. Peak experience will be overwhelmed by self pretty quickly. Epiphanies will be claimed by self. I had the epiphany. That's the epiphany ends right there and then. It just keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, until you have an awareness of it, it's probably going to keep happening because it's mechanical. Now, if you see it and it's not you, that it's happening too, there's the freedom. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm so happy to be here. It's happy to see a lot of people, Gary from Placerville and Saraswati and Tom from Denver. I've seen Tom with a a lot of frums, Denver's and other places, and here he is. Joseph C. in France, Martin, San Diego, Steve, Dana, Happy, Joyous and Free, Kerry, getting ready to take a nap, Axel, Germany, Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira, here we all are, John Kay. Have we all stayed sober? I think so. There you go. Something's working. Yeah. Yeah. What really gives you the opportunity to recognize the problem is the relief from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult to see what's defeating you in the act of being defeated. You're too much. Everything's fucking going on. People are coming. The cops are called. All this shit. You're just trying to avoid the punches that are coming from every direction. But we now have a sober life, and then you can start seeing what has been going on. Yeah? And it's not you. It's not driven by you. It wasn't compelled by you. It wasn't imposed by you. You have been imposed upon. Yeah and if you don't see the similarities that everyone that has been imposed by that same thing called self then i don't know where you what meetings you're going to because when i listened i heard people sharing my feelings my thoughts and my behaviors and how could they be mine if everyone had them yes so we've been we've had we have lived under a shared tyranny by one overlord and that overlord is called self in the big book. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Who's running the show? Michael Stacy. He always transcends for a while and then he's, uh, I surprise him and he's not there. That's good.
0: Well, I'm supposed to be running the show today, but I'm not.
1: Well Obviously. that's how you can run the show, knowing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. um I'm really happy to be here. And I um I'm glad you didn't ask me to read anything because I didn't bring my big book. So that's well, perfect. You could, have, you could have
1: read the leaves on the trees behind you, honey.
0: Yeah. That would
1: be a living message. Yeah.
0: Yes. Thank you. I actually wanted to just share a little bit about that parasite idea because. When uh, I first heard you talking about it, it reminded me of when I first got to Alcoholics Anonymous and I was guided to that um idea that that alcohol drove my behaviors. And I'm very grateful that I was <clears throat> that I was um shown that and guided through that way of introducing you know to the steps of the program and so when you said parasite and when you described the ant uh traveling to the dank dark place I could see the Eagles Club I might have shared this with you before like I could see the place where I went and drank the dank dark place that I was driven to and I was I was given a memory at that time of sitting in there on a Saturday afternoon when the sun was shining and I only had the weekend off and complaining. Why are we in here? We should be out in the sunshine. Like yelling at my friends, telling them we shouldn't be in there drinking as soon as the place opened on a Saturday. Like, yeah, tell me that's not being driven by something, right? I thought I couldn't yeah. even, I could I couldn't even leave the bar on a sunny, on a Saturday afternoon. Yes,
1: yes. I I bet your your friends really wanted you to leave. Actually, probably they did. at that they point. They
0: always wanted me to leave. Yeah. I was so obnoxious. I was a pain in everybody's ass when I was drinking. Everybody's. Nobody wanted me around. Actually, pushed me to crack cocaine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hated when we were using coke, and one person, you know, we should stop using coke. Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't good for us. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> I used to sit there take a hit and say to them they'd be sitt- I'd be sitting in this room of quiet crack smokers and I'd go since there's crack
1: <laughs> if somebody was doing that they would be mocked everyone in the cr- crew would know that in a, a day or two don't it- fucking call up Bill don't have Bill come over he's a is bummer it- <laughs> thank god it
0: made, it made that out very short for me it made me get to aa very quickly that drug
1: (laughs) that's great yes yes it is man and you know when you're under the sway of it uh you know we're pretty adaptable we can adapt to bottoms yeah we can places that we would never have thought we would end up we make a we move in you know and uh it would be amazing how low I could go. It didn't seem like I had a bottom. Yeah, it seemed to always regroup, and that you know that pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization is is a very intimate statement that we've all danced with. Yeah, you're just completely befuddled, like what the fuck? Yeah, because you're you're living under a giant misunderstanding. You believe it's you that's defeating you, and it's not. Yeah? So all this self-hate and all this shit that comes comes up from a misunderstanding. We have, you know, the AA, one of the greatest gifts of AA was their pushing and getting the, uh, the medical association agreed that it was a disease. Yeah? Because some of the heaviness of the bondage is the morality of it. Yeah? believing you're the one who's doing it is a fucking terrible cross to work, to bear yeah and everyone looking at you is why don't you just stop whatever you know uh, just stop drinking you know and it seems like an impossibility because yeah well how did all that occur something must have taken us over yeah yeah and of course it's like the slime trail that we all left. If the forensic unit, it can it's one thing that left the trail. It wasn't all of us. It was self, yeah? If you see the demise of all of us, you'll see the slime goes a certain way. It's not of us, yeah? We've been taken over. We've been driven. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so important to get that feeling, because it, the the death of you is the act of being identified as it. Yeah, yeah. So freedom, you know, there is a solution, and freedom is available. And what we at like the third step, we pray for it to be relieved of the bondage of self. Yeah. Yeah. Relieve us of this bondage of self. Hmm. Hmm. Bondage is a trippy word, man. So relieve me of self, you could say, but really it's relieve me of the bondage of self. So self is fine. As long as you're not taking yourself to be it. <laughs> when you're taking yourself to be it, you're now in the bondage of self, which isn't that fine. Yeah. Everyone seems to have a self. I mean, that's what answers when you're at, you know, called to dinner, you know, you have a name and you respond and this and that. But when there's a bondage of self, that's a different ball game. Yeah. There's a such, there's a super reliance on this mental idea And it's unreliable, yeah. So self is fine and dandy, sort of like an emblem on the car. But if you take it to be the engine, you're not going anywhere, yeah. So the bondage of self is uh, just that. We play the biggest role in our demise, but we are not playing. We are not the the defeating of us, yeah. But we play the biggest role because it it needs our belief and interest. To get, to do the math, the defeat has to be based on our faith and interest, yeah? And how does it get our faith and interest? It presents itself as us, yeah? Yeah. Talks about us all day and others and shit like that, yeah. Fuck. So please relieve us of the bondage of self us is a collective self is singularity right so we're all bound by a singularity as a collective that's why the program starts with we yeah we yeah yeah the the defeat feels like me and i but it's truly, truly we that's why there's a solution yeah We are not the singularity that has defeated the plurality. And the plurality needs some kind of understanding to see that, to have truly the great relief from the bondage of self. Yeah. So do an inventory on self and its manifestations. Yeah. Simple one. Take five minutes. If you feel like you have a resentment, see who is it that has the resentment. Yeah. Is the the resentment you seem to be had by your manifestation or self's manifestation? Start telling the truth. Well, if you look at it through the lens of the book, resentment is a manifestation of self in your life. Where did you get ownership of it? Where does the ownership come? Yeah. Don't you see that as a dilemma? That that which is defeating me through its manifestations, I keep calling its manifestations mine. <laughs> that would be that would be furthering the defeat, I would say. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this ain't rocket science. Just look at it for two seconds. When do how do people talk about resentments? They talk about my resentments. Fear, my fear. Yeah. Harms done to others, definitely me harming others. Yeah. Yet the the book, knowingly or not, contradicts that. It says, no, we beg to differ. Those are manifestations of self in one's life. Yeah. One's life is not self's life. One's life is one's life. Self is manifesting through us into our life. And yet we keep calling its manifestations ours. That is the act of being identified as self. And you know what my does, doesn't it? My gives life to something. Yeah. Changes everything. Money. I wish everyone here to have a lot of money. My money, I don't want any of you to have any of my money. I didn't change any letter in the word money. I just put my in front of it. Changes everything. Yes. This isn't like a, it's just not like a litmus test. And 30 years later, you see the change of color. It's one second. Yeah. Let's talk about resentment. You mean my resentments? <laughs> Fuck, there you go. There's the, the class is, you know, recess. There you go. Go home and think, why am I calling a manifestation of self, which has defeated me through the manifestations, mine? It's like asking to get punched again. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? All right, I got my ass kicked, and I go back to the person, kick me yet and kick my ass again. Of course it's going to keep kicking your ass. Oh please stop kicking my ass yeah. why is it still but by- why why yeah <laughs> it's like Ed Norton in the in the movie Fight Club he, he he believed in in the self so much he pictured it as Brad Pitt kicking his ass and then finally he sees the true video and it's him punching himself <laughs> there's never was a Brad Pitt It's made up yeah <laughs> uh there is a solution. We wouldn't be talking. We wouldn't be here if there wasn't a solution. yeah We'd be all just trying to avoid it and distract ourselves and deny it and just try to make as much fun as we could before the big hammer hits us. but there is a solution. Yeah, that's the greatest news. In 1935, there is a solution to this shit. What? Yeah. And here we are on Zoom, because there is a solution. (laughs) So let's talk about the problem. Why? Because there is a solution. Would you want to talk about the problem if there was no solution? Fuck no. Yeah. You'd, you'd watch Die Hard 12 knowing Die Hard 1 to 11 sucked. You'd still watch Die Hard 12 to distract yourself because there is no fucking solution, but there is one. The funny thing is, the problem has problem with the solution. Isn't it? We bitch about for years. There's no solution. Suddenly there's a solution. Now we're bitching about the solution. I don't like those people in AA or whatever. It's just on and on. You've been fucking... (laughs) If only there was a solution, now there's a solution. Oh, there's a problem in the solution. Hey... Here, whatever solution you run into, there's probably going to be people around it. Yeah? Yeah. That's the way it goes. AA is perfect, but there's people in it. That's how it rolls. Yeah? But there is a solution. That's what opens us up to really, really investigate the problem. If there wasn't one, we wouldn't want to investigate the problem. For sure. Yeah? If you're fucked, do you want to know that you're fucked? Unless there's a solution and, of being unfucked? Probably not. If you believe you're fucked, you're going to just get fucked more to try to just avoid recognizing that. But here, there's a possibility. Hmm. All right. Someone comes in. They're dying. I'm not going to tell them maybe. Yeah. But someone comes in, they're dying and there is a solution. I'm going to tell them. Yeah. I'm going to tell them that they're dying and that they're fucked and it's never going to get better because there's a solution. Yeah. Now, if there wasn't a solution, would I do that? Probably not. I'd probably say, Hey, let's, you know, do you have any cash? Take a vacation, fucking jump into some tropical water, enjoy yourself until the point you can't, yeah? But in this case, there's a solution. So let's talk about the problem. Don't you see the freedom the solution gives us? We can we can do a fearless and thorough inventory on something that we're not, that has defeated us. You can be fearless about self, you can. Why? Because there's a solution to it, yeah? Tell the truth, and and the truth will set you free, as they say. Yeah, but who's going to tell the truth if there isn't a solution? Who probably no one, yeah, but there is a solution. This changes everything. You can sit down and do a fearless inventory on self and how it has defeated you through its Mm -hmm. manifestations. Do it. Share it with somebody else. Make the amends you need because you are not the dog that shit on the neighbor's lawn, but the dog seems to be seen as yours, so you got to clean up the shit. Do you ruminate for 30 years why you took a shit on the neighbor's lawn? No, because you didn't take the shit. It was the dog. Yeah, that's the solution. I can come up and tell the truth to people about what I did to them because I have a feeling I'm not going to do it to anyone else. Why? Because I'm in the solution. Are you going to make amends when you're in the problem? No fucking way. (laughs) Really? Do you have a list? Do you have an eight-step list at the bar and then you're going to go make amends? (laughs) Give me a break. Everything is predicated on the possibility there is a solution. And that possibility is getting fucking strangled by a lack of understanding of the nature of the problem, which is it is a foreign nature. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so moved by it. I'll be here every fucking day. I don't care. I don't how am I going to affect myself or others? This seems like the best thing. This will allow you to travel lighter, and what is traveling lighter, being relieved from the bondage of self, yeah, does it can we guarantee everything's going to go great in your life? No, life has something in store for you, and you're going to have to meet it, yeah. But I do I believe you'll find out you can face life successfully, yeah yeah. So there is a solution. Let's not forget that. Yeah all right. well, anyone have want to share? I don't know where Mike is. Oh, Kathleen. Is anyone wanting to, anyone any want virtual to... hand? Uh,
0: there's none there's there are no hands raised at the moment. Well, Maybe great. we can to...
1: we can start saying goodbye and just uh Um yeah.
0: okay well Steve C wants to say something to you. All
1: right.
0: Okay, hey,
1: Steve. Hey Paul. Thanks. Yes. Uh hey Paul. Um so one of the things that's been coming up thinking about the sixth step
0: is these character defects, they're they're like thought patterns. So for example, like, um I'm a fuck up. Uh, and it's really self is a fuck up. Or, you know, I can't solve this problem. Well, self can't solve this problem. And I had this one, like, I'm driving along, and I was all
1: upset, and it's that guy shouldn't drive like that. And it was like, well, that's a self-thought, boom. And I said, God, do you want to take that? And Boom, suddenly I was enjoying the drive. So it seems like that's what you're talking about. Yes, that's he, works. Bring it to right. six and six. Yes. Okay. And it's these yeah. it's these, these, ch- these chunky, solid, but these beliefs that just hang on, you know. Yeah, so but just see, give giving them you're, to you're, God. You're, yes. So you give them to God, and then that belief in this higher power overrides the belief you had in the lower power. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. you see that which you're not being expressed once again in the head, and instead of just ruminating about it or trying to run someone else off the road or whatever, you just do step six and seven. You you're, you just admit I'm entirely ready for this, which I'm just checking out right now to be mm-hmm. reconfigured, and I ask that power to do it. Yeah. So the theme of recovery is. The real power in recovery is the admittance of powerlessness, yeah? It's a surrender, and that surrender opens us up to a sense of power. So use step six and seven. It's the greatest recycling tool of AA. Yeah. And really, if you bring the shit to six and seven, you probably won't have to do an eight and nine, because you, you won't need to give anyone an amend because you haven't done anything
0: i haven't run them off the road yeah
1: exactly so you didn't act out and so you didn't cause a stain in the in this world of appearance that has to be cleaned up and so basically Mm -hmm. you're now going right to the maintenance 10 and 11 and 12 or 10 and 11 and 12 is just the agenda of recovery which is to you know, help other people recover and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And if you can't do that yet, limit the affairs and shit. Yeah. So this is the living process that we're in. So what you, you're, hopefully if you do the inventory, I feel looking at the manifestations of self in one's life, you're going to have a lot of shit highlighted. You don't have when you keep calling it yours, and then when you see that shit highlighted being presented in the head, after that, you, you bring that to six and seven. Yes. Yeah. So that which is coming not from you, but is appearing to you, you say, bye-bye, I'm entirely ready to have this thing changed or reconfigured. I don't believe you can uh, get rid of energy. I think energy just takes different form and our head is trying to see everything in its way of looking at form, and we want it to be seen from a higher powers view or a more panoramic view. So we, we offer the myopic view to the higher power so that we can have a panoramic view, so to speak. So there's a lot of gold in all that activity. It just needs to be melted down by the higher power. And then you'll see that faith in the head that would enslave you to the to a day of yesterday and tomorrow that same faith freed by the higher power will now enrich your day yes yeah it's pretty sweet yeah so that that's Thank exactly you. one of the things we say and A lot of shit's going to be revealed to you, and it's going to be not of you, and that's what you bring to six and seven. Yeah, it's great. I see a lot of it in the dreams at night. So over the years of dreaming, there's been certain themes that have shown up quite a lot, and that themes are not going to be taken care of, basically. Yeah, so I'm in a secure situation, and everything goes downhill and then and usually i wake up and i go no no and go don't go there but sometimes it plays out and then when i wake up and i have a remembrance of it i bring that to six and seven yeah cuz that's an undergirding of something that i'm not going to be taking care of yeah bamo so It can be you can six and seven can be used in the dreams. It can be used when you're listening to other people at a meeting. It can be used all the time if you like. Yeah, yeah. So basically, your life is you. It's getting recycled or put in through another cycle, like a spin, and you're getting your brain is getting washed, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And that's your participation and. That gives, a you know, it gives you esteem. I'm not going to call it self-esteem, but you'll get esteem. You'll start feeling better. Not about self, but about you. Yeah, and that esteem goes a long way. That's why we say do esteemable acts. We don't say do self-esteemable acts. <laughs> we say do esteemable acts. Yeah. And I'd pass on the self-esteem. It doesn't need any. Just esteem is good for the body, yes? Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Thank you, Steve. Anyone else?
0: No other hands at the moment, Paul.
1: And you can do a broad six and seven because it captures everything with the good and bad, you know? I offer you all of me, the good and bad. Okay? Yeah. Fantastic. And then when you see certain things come through and you bring the six and seven. Yeah. Yeah. This is why we call them the working steps. Yeah. Six and seven are working steps. It's like a recycle bin. Yeah. You just don't throw the shit in there and it stays there in like, inertly, it gets recycled, yeah? And then it gets dumped back in your life, which it enriches your life. Yeah, so the same shit that was just taking up space gets reinvigorated, and you got some zest in it, and it drops back into your life, so you feel more alive, yeah? You're available and present. Yeah, it's a beautiful... Four through nine is a beautiful mechanism. Yeah? Yeah. So, and I love, you know, jumping over eight and nine. It's great. <laughs> I haven't made a list of who I've hurt because I haven't hurt many people over the years, and I don't have to go out and make amends. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Do you remember when you thought, oh, you ruin a person's life and then you finally make amends, they don't even remember you? (laughs) You thought you played such a significant role in their life, they don't even remember you. What's your name again? (laughs) I mean, it's unbelievable. You got to let this shit out because up here, it's like giant skyscrapers. (laughs) you put it on the table like if you do an inventory take advantage of that time to reveal your secrets because you'll see when you take them out of your little labyrinth they shrink they're not not what you thought they were yeah yeah remember the statement mountains out of molehills the head is quite good at that it sees a lot of shit in an in a in a very, very weirdly proportioned way. <laughs> you don't give a shit about other people's problems, but your problems are huge <laughs> all right, well, anyone else, Kathleen? I'm going to go, soon.
0: I don't see anybody wanting to say anything.
1: That's great. Let me say goodbye then. Dana, nice to see you, Dana. Dana, see, Dana just soaks it up like a sponge, just producing relief. That's all, what more does she want? Yeah. When you get to certain points, you become very pragmatic, you know? Yeah. If something delivers the good, you're a happy customer. It's just that simple. If you feel a peace, you feel a peace. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Where did this piece come from? No, it's just peace. I'm happy. Happy to be relieved. Kathleen, thank you. Axel, always some A, hey Axel. Nice to see you, man. Gary, as always. John, Florida. Yes. Uh, we got Walter from the Netherlands. We got Sean from Minnesota, I'd say, somewhere. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Martin joseph tom denver peter Shantz, say hello to vlad for me peter and every uh, all the zen bitch slappers of portugal not that many vegas al dennis nice to see you dennis john nice to see you john thanks for you know holding the space here for us john k saraswati always a pleasure to see saraswati there was for many a year there was no Saraswati. Now there's a Saraswati. Very nice.
0: Hi, Paul. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Bill C, as always. Uh Iliana, I think. Volkman. I'm not bad that time. Roman Mueller. When I see Roman, he'll have me saying your name perfectly when I see Roman for a while. Yeah, yes. John k Paula. John W. from Ireland, John Wexford. Michael Stacy, he transcended. He's not of the body right now. Michael Stacy's floating. (laughs) Annette, Mm -hmm. phone number, Zoom user. I think this is uh, from our friend from Kona. I think so, yes, no. Brian A, Rob K, oh no, Rob from Kentucky. Jane G. Oh, Jane, I was just thinking of you. I'm happy you reemerged. Thank you. Fletch, as always, Oliver from Berlin, Annette from the East Coast. Uh, I think I covered the bases. See you, everyone. See you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Hey,
1: you. hey we'll be, uh, we have a live meeting at one o'clock Pacific time Saturday and the Zoom at one o'clock Pacific time from the live meeting so
0: okay thank you, you okay great Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.